HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Today's program is brought to you by the International Culinary Center, offering courses that range from classic French techniques in culinary, pastry, and bread baking to Italian studies to management, from culinary technology to food writing, from cake making to wine tasting. For more information, visit culinarycenter.com. Hey, 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 I'm Jimmy Carboni from Beer Sessions Radio. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more. Hello, hello, Heritage Radio Network listeners. You hear that song, that amazing ditty by DJ Uptown Nico? That little techno beat tells you it's time for Tech Bites. Every week at Monday at 1 p.m., we talk about the intersection of food and technology. And today, we're going to talk about your personal technology, your iPhone, your computer, your iPad, your tablet, and all those kinds of things that you have and use every day and never clean. You know your phone is dirty. We're going to ask a clean person. And that clean person is one of my Heritage Radio co-conspirators, Jolie Kerr. Hi. She hosts an amazing podcast called, conveniently enough, Ask a Clean Person. And that is on Wednesdays at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. It sure is. Her column originated online. Um, and she currently writes her Ask a Clean Person column on Deadspin.com. I do. So she's part of the whole Gawker Media family. Yes. And she brought one of her tech writing peeps from Gawker Media, Katie... Nibs. Nibs. I was going to say Knibs. No, the, the K is silent and I guess one of the Bs, but uh, thanks for having me. So she's a tech writer at Gizmodo.com, also very familiar with gear. So that is what we're going to get up to today on the show. And before we get started, I like to start off every episode of Tech Bytes with an appetizer where we all go around the room and we talk about a favorite app that we're using now. Sometimes it's an old favorite. Sometimes it's something new. And we love to hear from Mission Control in the back, the very important gentleman who turned this into an official live podcast. First up is Jack Inslee, who's our engineer and also the executive producer of Heritage Radio Network and superstar DJ. 
Who has, a, who has a music show called Full Service Radio on Thursday nights. I like Mission Control. I'm going to rebrand this room Mission Control. Yeah, it, it, it kind of is the brain center of everything that happens. Appreciate that. Um, so for apps, can I talk about an app that I'm not using but I just kind of learned about? Yes. This is one of those, this is one of those for the kids apps. It's called Dub Smash. I'm just finding out about this. Um, basically, that you can just... It's it's kind of like Vine, I guess, but th- they provide you with this like list of submitted sound clips, and then you can contribute a little video of yourself to that sound clip, and they all kind of get shared. So uh, this is, I guess, the latest thing the kids are using. Have you heard about this, Jen? It's a video editing tool, kind of, with some presets, and then you put some stuff in, and they give you some stuff, and then you make a little video. <laughs> Something like that. So if I'm on it right now, right? Because I think you can also upload your own music or audio that's track right. also, right? So you can either be contributing video to somebody else's sound or contributing sound for other people to make video too, and then all of those things get shared. It's very popular among the Real Housewives on Instagram. Is it? Ooh. Now you know that I follow the Real Housewives on Instagram. (laughs) Yeah, I've seen it a lot on Instagram among that that set. Is it um, the Real Housewives from Atlanta? Because I know they had, what was her name? She had that Tardy to the Party song. Kim Zolciak? Yeah, she's been using it. Um, They have quite a few women who are producing music in in that. Assorted uh, Real Housewives. Housewives Down in Atlanta. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's the big music one, definitely. Because there's a huge music culture in Atlanta. Right. So it makes sense. And, and wife culture. Also. And wife culture. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so also back there in Mission Control, we have a new Declan with the start of the school year. Hi. <laughs> hey, so do you have an app that you like that you're using now? Um, you know, I, I haven't been using a lot of apps right now, but I do. I've been using a couple of cool like music apps. There's a... Um, Ah, what is it called? I think it's called Animoog. Um, it's like a cool little synthesizer app you can play with, and um, yeah, it's got, it's a full synthesizer with like lots of different uh, controls, and it's really fun to kind of make cool sounds with. Are you a musician or a DJ? I am a musician and a DJ. Yeah. Aha! Uh-huh. And is synth play a large role in your music typically? Yeah, I do a lot of electronic music and beat production, so. There's a lot of sense involved. Would you be in the now banned from Instagram EMD category? EDM category? EDM. Um, Maybe. Maybe? (laughs) Yeah. Well, then we'll have to... Depends who you ask. We'll have to work on a new hashtag for you because I think Instagram doesn't want to see EDM anymore. Yeah, I hate that. I hate that term also. Oh, (laughs) okay. Interesting. We maybe we'll do a show on hashtags people don't like and banned hashtags. <laughs> There's some weird banned hashtags. I know yeah. Instagram's doesn't really have any rhyme or reason to banning what Stuff. they ban. Yeah. yeah. Um, like drugs is banned, but then you'll get um, just like sexy. You can't do that. Um, I, why would EDM be banned? Do they like hate Skrillex? I I think it comes from completely inappropriate music festival postings and jack is nodding his head vigorously (laughs) being a both participant and uh musician and artist on the festival circuit so he knows of what i speak i think it stemmed from that yeah but i mean like who cares really like i'll find a new hashtag if i want to post something inappropriate no i don't don't understand i don't really get their logic it just doesn't make sense yeah Well, there is no logic to the social media thing, so. 
Today we have Jolie Kerr here, as advertised, because she is a clean person, and you know your phone is really dirty. I mean, you have your phone with you all the time. Think about the moment you took it out of the box and walked out of the store with it, or got it in the mail. When was that? Was that a month ago, a year ago, two years ago? Think of all the places you put it. Even recently, today, did you go to a coffee shop? Was it on a gross counter? Did you put it on? Did you drop it on the subway floor? Was it in? Did you put it down on the counter in the bathroom when you were at the bar because you were taking, you know, a selfie? Have you ever cleaned it? I have. Jennifer's <laughs> looking at me. Yeah, I have. I clean my phone all the time. But yeah, most people do not clean their phones. And I actually, I will add. Um, I will add one to your very good list of disgusting places that we take and put our phone. Um, I'm I'm guilty of this, but I do clean my phone regularly. I use my phone at the gym. Um, so when I'm on the treadmill, I listen to podcasts, I listen to music, um, and that means that I'm putting it down on the machine where other people's phones and hands and towels and sweat has gone I'm also holding it in my own sweaty hand Um, and at the gym one thing that you should be careful about um, is a lot of times people can contract staph infections at the gym that's one that I've actually heard of at a gym that I used to go to Uh, I didn't stop going because of that but just um, transfer germs that are transferred through the mats that can actually lead to kind of serious infections um, MRSA is one, staff is another one. So you do want to be really careful if you're a person who uses the phone at the gym uh, or really, I mean, any electronic device, even if you're using like, um, you know, a little MP3 player of any sort, the, all of that is being held in your hand. So important if you're using electronics in that regard to wipe them off after you use them. A little bit of um, an antibacterial cleaner and a Microsoft, uh, or sorry, Microsoft, microfiber cloth is going to be the thing for it. Soft microfiber. Soft. Yes, exactly. <laughs> thinking tech, so I immediately went to Microsoft. Um, so microfiber is, is a thing you want to use over paper, to, if you can avoid using paper towels especially. Um, any paper products, even super, super soft ones like Kleenex, can cause scratching on that um, tablet or phone screen. So that's why you want to stick with the the microfiber if you can. The thing that's so amazing to me about the phone is while people almost think of it as an extension of themselves, just given the close proximity that people have it all the time, it's on them, on their person, in their pocket, in their hand, up against their face, you would never physically put your person or your face up against most of the services your (laughs) phone is on and yet you do it by like you know second party transfer i mean you would never walk up to the guy in the gym who just did the bench squats before you and just like get in there and like motorboat his like sweaty back (laughs) but you'll let someone probably would there's a kink for every person um yeah i mean i think if you if you think of your phone in the same way that you think of your hands um then you you will begin to be more aware of of how much uh, the phone comes in contact with that you would not want to be transferring, say, you know, onto your face or into your mouth. Um, it's the same thing with your hands. Your hands are the your hands 
sorry to tell you, are the dirtiest part of you. Absolutely 100% they're the dirtiest part of you because they touch everything. They touch every subway pole. We're here in New York, so they touch every subway pole. They touch every public restroom flusher. They touch every doorknob that everybody else in the world has touched. They touch every light switch, which light switches are actually also really incredibly dirty. Light switches and door handles and your phone. Dirtiest things in the world. And that just grosses me out so much because, like, I wash my hands a few times a day and right. they're still kind of gross. I mean, I've never washed my phone. Well, you're so. going to go wash your phone. <laughs> Don't worry. I'm done with you, Missy. <laughs> I, I use a, a microfiber cloth on it, but, right. like, if I only used a microfiber cloth to clean my hands, I would have some sort of, like, syphilis influenza right now. Because it's just kind of smushing it around. It's right. not really yeah. removing it. Right? Exactly. Yeah. And that's what I'm curious can I actually prevent a staph infection from gym germs just by wiping my phone off or should sure. I be? Absolutely. So here you want to hear a couple things I, to use. I'm curious yeah. to hear about things yeah. to use. And I also think that people are also very worried about their getting their tech next to moisture and cleaning solvents and things yes. like that. And yeah. so cleaning it without sort of breaking that you know, water seal, because that'll just totally screw you if it appears that your phone's gotten wet if you try to take it exactly. into that service. Exactly. The first thing they do is take it in the back and look and see if it's been near water. And then right. if it has, you're shit out of luck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So so here's the thing. So now, obviously, you know, common sense just tells you never uh, submerge your phone or any kind of tech um, device in any kind of liquid. Um, so what you want to do is whatever cleanser you're using, and I will go through a couple that are really good. You want to apply that to the cloth that you're cleaning. You don't want to put it directly on the phone. So if you've got something that's in a spray bottle, you don't want to actually spray the phone. You want to spray the microfiber cloth. Um, that's going to be so, uh, insignificantly damp that the, the liquid contact isn't going to be an issue, but it's going to be enough of the cleanser to get on it to actually do the disinfecting and to, to remove um, you know whatever buildup or germs have, have gotten on there. Um, so I, I tell people, actually, I think the best thing to use is isopropyl alcohol, which is the fancy name for rubbing alcohol. Um, and I like to even take it one step further and make it super, super easy for people. If you go to any drugstore, you know, here in New York, we have the Dwayne Reed, but the Walgreens, if you go to Walmart, if you go to Target, any kind of store that has any sort of pharmacy uh, section or component to it, um, they will have usually in the same aisle where the where you will find band aids, first aid, first aid the aisle, first aid aisle, the first aid yep. aisle. That's the technical term for it. Thank you. Um, they will have um, boxes of individually packaged iso- isopropyl alcohol wipes. They look like those little um, handy wipes you get when you eat at a restaurant and you get the lobster or the ribs yes. and they bring the little the little handy wipe towel exactly. they look exactly they look like exactly that. like that so the same little foil packet uh, individually wiped uh, that you can use once throw away it makes it very very easy to stick a few of those into a gym bag a handbag a laptop case whatever it is that you've got they're tiny I um, mean you can even stick them in your back pocket and then you have them on hand you, can, you know tear a foil pack open Grab your little wipe, wipe your phone off, throw it away. You are done. That's all you need to do. And if you, I mean, a lot of people are like, well, that sounds too simple. Is is the rubbing alcohol really going to disinfect? Well, yeah. If you think about when you go to the doctor to get a shot, what do they do before they give you the shot? 
they wipe the area off with rubbing alcohol. Yeah. So if it's sterile enough for you to go get your flu shot every year, it's definitely sterile enough to use on your phone. Do you wipe the front of the phone and the back? Absolutely the back of the phone too. Because if you think about how you're holding, generally you hold a smartphone, you know, like a tablet style phone, you're holding it in the palm of your hand and then you're, you know, if you're right-handed, you're holding it in your left hand and then you're using your right pointer finger to swipe and peck and you know do all those things um so actually the the back of the phone is what's coming in contact with more stuff it's also true when you put the phone down most people tend to put their phone down with the screen side up um and so that means that the back of the phone is what's touching you know the back of the toilet if that's where you're putting it or the nasty countertop at your local coffee shop or the shelf on the treadmill that you're putting your phone down on when you're doing your jog yeah and if you got your phone a while ago even a year two years think about all the times you dropped it how many times is that five second rule going to work for you (laughs) (laughs) so along with the smartphone and the mp3s and all that continuing sort of on the gym analogy the next thing that i think is probably maybe the second dirtiest thing has got to be the earbuds i mean i envision the earbuds almost as being plastic q-tips you use (laughs) 365 days a year over and over and over again yeah they are so it it actually it's a little bit less of a i mean people are grossed out at the concept of earwax and jennifer's making a face that you guys can't see (laughs) because this is radio but if you could you would understand it completely. You're probably making the same face at home listening to this because earwax is gross. Unless gross, you're gross, gross. a kid at Hogwarts, then you're like, mmm, mm, jelly beans. Jelly beans, exactly. So um, the thing is, is that like it's gross, but also you're probably not sharing your earbuds. So oh, it's sometimes I do. Some people do. Yeah, oh, some people do. So don't share the earbuds. Don't share your earbuds. I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm weird about ears anyway. I would never share your Like I'm weird. Um, but the, from like a germ standpoint or a safety standpoint, like it's actually not really gonna, it's not gonna jack you up if you're like using an earbud that has a little excess earwax on it. It's just gross. It's just a gross, you know, human humans feel gross about earwax so the um the way to clean it is actually exactly the same thing and actually those little wipes those individually packaged uh, rubbing alcohol wipes are great for earbuds because they're such a weird little shape and size they're kind of awkward to clean and so the cloth is fairly thin you can just kind of uh you know use a couple fingers to rub around the earbuds it's going to take off most of the earwax if there's terrible buildup um you're, you're at the gym Right? Working out, listening, talking on the phone, walking around. Um, If it's really bad, you can deep clean a little bit more to get into the screen part by using one of those teeny, teeny, tiny little brushes that come with like like an electric like hair clipper. Oh, the, the they, tiny, the very, tiny, very, very little, teeny, it tiny. almost looks like a doll sized toilet bowl brush. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you can use one of those. Um, you can also just use a little um, slightly moistened Q-tip to clean, to clean that. Um, but I mean, really, if the earbuds have gotten to the point of being that far gone, maybe just go get a new pair because they're not very expensive. Um you know, if you're talking about like your very expensive like Bose headsets or something, yeah, by all means, like 
go the, the ex- go find the weird little brush and and clean it. But with earbuds, we're, I mean, I don't know what do they cost five five or ten dollars. They're not very much money. The expensive ones also come with replacement little rubber parts that go inside your ear. Right. So exactly. you can go so through a series of a bunch of them and and then replace yeah, them. Exactly. Which is part of the luxury of getting an expensive one, I guess. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. So this is a perfect time to take a break and hear from our amazing sponsor, the International Culinary Center, which is where lots of famous chefs have gone to learn how to be chefs. And then we're also going to hear some break music. And this break music is very, very close to our hearts. It's by a absolutely delightful and beautiful woman named Odetta Hartman. She just released an album called 222. Her producer is a talented lad named Jack Inslee, and you can find it on Stereogum, S-T-E-R-O-G-U-M dot com. We'll see you after the break. Culinary Center is a proud sponsor of the Heritage Radio Network.org. The ICC, with locations in New York and California, provide cutting edge education to future chefs, restaurateurs, and wine professionals. We're proud to claim Dan Barber, Bobby Flay, and David Chang among our honored alumni. This is Dorothy Can Hamilton from Chef Story. Check out our ICC website at internationalculinarycenter.com. Well, if you're wondering what the hell you clicked on, this is Tech Bytes on the Heritage Radio Network.org. Every week we get together and we talk about the intersection of food and technology. And today, this is all about your technology, your personal technology, your phone, your earbuds, your tablet, your computer. And we know they're really dirty and we know they're kind of gross. And my guests today, Kate Nibs from Gizmodo.com. Hello. Who shares her earbuds with people i do i we just discovered <laughs> i think it's building my immune system up but i realize it's objectively disgusting and our cleaning expert our unflappable hygiene fanatic occasionally Jolie, flapped occasionally flapped occasionally flapped you handle some pretty heavy stuff I on do. your show ask a clean person which is on heritage radio also on wednesday mornings and there's a compendium column on deadspin.com. She also wrote a book called My Boyfriend Barfed in My Handbag and Other Things You Can't Ask Martha, which was a New York Times bestseller. And it's a very comprehensive, matter-of-fact walk through 
cleaning up just about everything in your area with this absolutely uh, breathtaking and spectacular kind of wild card chapter at the end where people write in. Yep. That's actually what questions. I call it, the, the wild card stuff. Um, yeah, they were questions from um, when I originally started writing the column, Ask a Clean Person, for a site called The Hairpin. Um, the the demographic of that site was women, um, you know, t- 20 to 35, 18 to 35 demographic. And so it was really... Um, you know, a, a group of younger women who were just out of college, kind of facing their first, or in college, facing their first apartment, um, but still very much also living the life of a 20-something girl, which involved parties and dating, and all of those things led to a lot of mishaps, and those mishaps were my good fortune, um, because people would write questions in about just crazy things that would happen to them. Um, the boyfriend barfing in the handbag is a real story. The girl and her boyfriend, who are still together, I will tell you, um, were at a party. Boyfriend drank everything. He drank beer. He drank champagne. He drank whiskey. He did jello shots. He drank all of it. And they got in a cab on the way home, and he realized he was going to Ralph. And he just reached for the nearest thing to Ralph into, and it happened to be her handbag. So she wrote to me asking. It actually wasn't the the problem with that was not the that he the didn't barf, go out the window, or open the he door. Just, he just he didn't think. Just grab, you know. I mean, it was you know. I mean, we've all maybe we haven't been in that exact situation, but I'm sure all of us in this room have been sick from drinking at some point or another. And sometimes it just comes on really fast and you're drunk and you're not thinking clearly. I'm reserving how appalling I think this story is until I find out, was it a good bag? It was a pretty good bag. It was a, it was a leather um, sort of satchel style tote bag. Uh, She still has the bag. And I mean, was it like a really good bag? And the boyfriend. It was a it was a pretty nice bag. It was a pretty nice leather bag. I've seen photos of it. Um, and actually, the the, pro- the problem was was not so much the um, the actual barf itself because she, I mean, she was like a ha- I love this girl. She was like so hale and hearty. She like scooped out the barf and like wow and like clean clean the inside of the bag with um a sp- you know she had been reading my column long enough that she knew sort of like where to start which made me very happy she used um a damp sponge and she made kind of a bowl of sudsy water so that she could get the suds on the sponge and use that to clean the interior of the bag um without without soaking it um and then but the problem was so she got all the stain she got the matter out she got the staining out the problem was that there was a lingering smell um, and so that was actually really what she was writing to me for help with. And the solution was um, I told her to go get a spray designed for use on um, athletic shoes that have taken on a smell. Because I figured that if um, the spray was designed for odors and sneakers, which are bad, it would probably do pretty well on barf odors. Um, and then also that if it was safe to use on a sneaker, which generally has leather elements to it, it would be safe to use on her back. So that was, I was like, go just try that. Cause it's That's it, a very thoughtful and logical progression from, you know, unctuous body smell, soft inside, <laughs> leather outside, sneaker bag, you know, very thoughtful kind of triangulating solution from one thing to the next. It's, you know, it's just how my brain works. People always ask like, you know, how or how did you get this way? And I'm like, I, you know, I like Lady Gaga born this way. I, it's just, this is just the way that my brain works. Uh, my brain is clearly not wired in the way of other people's brains. 
Um, I see things differently from how other people see them. And I just happened to find the job that was perfect for the way that my mind works. And I also have, I mean, Jennifer knows this because she's a regular listener of my podcast and Kate reads my columns. So she probably knows this too, that I also have a very dirty mind. So questions like I love and to hear when the you stories because they make me laugh, right? I love hearing about the boyfriend who barfed in the handbag. It doesn't, it's not appalling to me. It's like the funniest, realist, most relatable thing in the world for me. And when you say dirty, because the double entendre is part of yeah. what makes it so entertaining, you actually do not mean soiled. You no. mean like nasty. I have like a perverted <laughs> mind. <laughs> I really, I mean, I, I say like, I say crazy, disgusting. I'm like a 13 year old boy. I'm just weird that way. So, I have a really dirty mind. So that's a perfect segue into, you know, people use their tech to do all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming the strategy for cleaning your phone is the same strategy you would do for a tablet or an iPad or something that's a similar shape. Yep. All the same. When you're talking about anything that has um, the LED screen, the tablet style screen, the iPhone style screens, it's cleaning is going to be the same. What happens so, when you get to keyboards? Though? Yeah. Keyboards are where it becomes tricky. So the, the because two, people do stuff, they're, they're eating, they're yep. doing whatever they're in front of their computer. I'm sure Kate, you're in front of your computer and your keyboard eating yeah. at work. Doing. I, I wonder, Kate, we should we should one day like stealth rove around the office and try to determine who has the dirtiest computer at Gawker Media. Uh, probably Excellent. someone at Deadspin, I'd assume. But oh no, be nice. <laughs> no, probably not because they because the well, porn, first of all, whenever I go site? to the office, whenever what's I go the to the office, um, they sold it. There's they no sold it because I would now. say somebody in that department. <laughs> I don't know. No, I think they would actually yeah. be the cleanest, probably. Yeah, and um, I totally thought you were going to segue into talking about how to clean sex toys before, <laughs> <laughs> which I've written about for Gizmodo. Yeah. Actually, I don't. I think well, it might have even been before your time. But I wrote about how to clean a flashlight for Gizmodo, which I will not go into because I think we're trying to keep this. Well, you know, keeping it, keeping it a little, material. you know, at, yeah. at a classy mm-hmm. level. I would argue that the brain is the big, you know, sex organ, and computers and all of that are probably well in that category. Oh, definitely. I think. An iPhone can be just as much a sex toy as anything else if you know what to do with it. I don't know why that sounded so creepy, but aren't true. there aren't there apps? Well, you were you were talking about apps, or aren't there apps that are like vibrator apps? Um, yeah, it's called Silent. Just put your phone on silent. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm assuming yes, but I've actually never delved into that world, and now I really want to. All right, well, we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll go. We'll go look when we're roving the office trying to determine the dirtiest computer. Yep. I don't think it is. I'm going to defend my deadspin brethren, and here's why. I don't. I don't go to the office very often. But when I do, first of all, they instantly, I can see them kind of like scurrying to square up any papers that are like around People the desk. People clean like, when they see they you do, coming. They yeah. do clean when, I, when they see me coming, which is very funny. Um, but I think that, that I've been with Deadspin long enough now that they've, they've actually internalized, without realizing it, they've internalized a lot of what they see in the columns or even I mean even just from reading the, the headlines every week just because they see it showing up on the site they see it showing up showing up on Twitter um, that you know it's I think I've I think I've rewired their brains and I'm, which I'm very proud of so that sounds like a great idea I think IO9 would be the dirtiest that's gonna be my guess they sit with us we're clean 
You're sharing earbuds. And <laughs> you share earbuds. I mean, Gating an- over your computer. <laughs> you know, what's your favorite lunch every day at work? Um, I get pot bellies a lot. The sandwich. Yeah, I'm sure there's like mayonnaise sandwiches. and pickles in your keyboard. Um, yeah, there. I mean, I have been wiping it down. Yeah. Uh, I know you're supposed to use compressed air, but I I don't have any. So there there might be like a pickle wedged somewhere under my logic board. I there's only one way to find out, and I'm not sure I want to. How do you find out? I take your computer. Take, yeah, <laughs> take the computer apart. Use the compressed air, yeah. and if a pickle comes flying out, you'll know. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So actually, that Kate Kate just said exactly what it, what it is that you want to use for the keyboard. Um. You want to use the compressed air. A uh, couple of things to know about using compressed air. The first is that the can will get very, very cold. It will get cold to the point that sounds weird, but it's, it is the right terminology that it will burn you um, mm. from the cold. So uh, it's not a bad idea just to like hold it, even wrap a, a paper towel or just a rag or something if you're going to be using it for an extended period of time or to just do it in sort of so define Define extended period of time. Is that like a few seconds, a minute? Um, I would say it starts to get cold after about 30, probably 30 to 60 seconds is when it really starts to get noticeably cold. What if you, when you start noticing it getting cold, just put it down. Um, Cause otherwise it, it, I have held it when it's very, very cold and it, it's painful. Well, it's also the classic thing that people don't really think about cold being something that can burn you. Yes. Just think about that classic movie scene where they dare the kid to lick the flagpole yes, in, in, in a Christmas story <laughs> in the wintertime and his tongue <laughs> sticks. Oh, yeah, it's that kind I of thing. Even, yeah. I can't even I can't even like think about that. Yeah. Um, so, so it's anyway, real. It's yeah, real. It's real. So, so you, wanna, you, real. you do want to be a little bit careful. Uh, the other thing is if you are going to be cleaning a keyboard, always do that first. Um, and if you're using compressed air, you definitely have to do that first. And here's why. It makes a lot of sense if you sit and think about it. But most people don't sit and think about it because most people aren't me. Um, when you go to, to use it, the force of the compressed air is very, very strong. And it is going to blow whatever is in the keyboard. So in between the keys, up and outwards. So if you've already cleaned the screen, your monitor and the bezel and around the keyboard of like, you know, any stickiness that's on the keys. And then you use the compressed air. All that stuff is going to come out and you're just going to have to clean it all again. So start with that first. Once you've done that, you can just kind of take upend the keyboard over a trash can and kind of knock out all of the stuff that has been dislodged. And usually it's going to be, you know, crumbs, human dander, Sorry to tell you that, but we're human we're, dander. We're shedding. We molt constantly. <laughs> so your own, your own skin. If you have pets, uh, cat hair is one I hear all the time because cats love to walk on keyboards because cats like to find like the 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 most disruptive thing they can do and then do it. Uh, which I admire them for. Good for the cats, but less good for us. The original disruptors. Exactly. <laughs> um, so yeah, all this kind of weird stuff is going to come out of that keyboard, and it's going to feel very weird and gross, but just be, just remind yourself that you're cleaning it. So don't feel bad about whatever comes out of it. Just be like, I'm cleaning this. I'm doing well. Once you've gotten all that stuff bl- blown out of the keyboard and, and brushed away, um, then you can go over the keyboard with... Uh, same rubbing alcohol, microfiber. I mean, on a keyboard, you don't have to worry about scratching, so you can certainly use a paper towel. Um, for monitors, you do want to use microfiber. You don't want to have the scratching. The bezel of a computer, which is the, you know, the frame around the monitor, um, 
also can be you don't really have to worry about scratching one other um before we get off the monitor is there a different recommendation for the plastic hard cases versus metal cases because some monitors are plastic and uh no no difference really um the actually the difference is going to come in this last thing that i want that i'm going to offer um this actually comes this is a big favorite of lifehacker which is one of the other gawker media sites that is exactly what it is it's just devoted to all kinds of ways to make life easier tips and tricks um so one favorite of their from that site is to use a mr clean magic eraser uh, to you around the, the bezel and back of a computer. Um, what to is clean. a Mr. Clean magic eraser? I've seen them they are in the stores. I've seen the commercials. You've never used is them? Is it like a tidy? It's well. magic. It's like a giant white hard sponge, right? What is, what's oh, magic? It? Okay, what it's, it me- it's melamine foam. What is melamine? Melamine foam is melamine foam. It's just a mater- it's a material. Um, so melamine uh, can be molded. It can be hard. Uh, you you oftentimes find um, plates. Um, it's, it makes for sort of very sturdy but lightweight um, plastic feeling. Uh, you know, ser- serving ware, but it also can be compressed into into foam into a foam form, which is what the magic eraser is. And you can think of the magic eraser as working like a very, very, very fine sandpaper. Um, it will erase stains, and it really is. Ma- it, they work, and they really are magic. So if you get like a little ding on the wall. You can just use the little magic eraser and it'll take it right out. It's incredible. The only thing you have to be a little bit aware of with the magic eraser is that just like with sandpaper, it can cause damage. So you always want to test it in like an inconspicuous little place to make sure that it's not going to ruin the finish of whatever it is that you're trying to clean, whether that's a table or a wall or your laptop. Um, so test it out. The way that you use the magic eraser is you dampen the sponge, you bring it out, and then you use that uh wet moist area it it gets it does get when it's moist it gets very very spongy so it doesn't have any sort of chemical substance in it it's just the texture of yeah of it yes exactly yeah and they're actually i'm glad you asked that because they're they're sort of thought there was something in it there's there's like persistent rumors that sos pad that are no 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 it's not soap impregnated the way that an sos or brillo pad is um, that's a te- that's a technical soap impregnated is that a is technical the grossest term. technical <laughs> term I've ever I love it. Oh my god, I love it. It's like one of my favorite ones. I'm always really excited when I can talk about something that's impregnated because uh, again, it goes back to that dirty, weird, my gross mind of mine. Not that being impregnated is dirty, but you know what I mean. Anyway, by sex soap, term. maybe uh, by soap, yes. Um, so no, it has nothing in it. Um, but there is a sort of persistent rumor that they're that they're highly toxic, um, and they are not. That's been debunked by Snopes. So, um, but worth mentioning that if you hear kind of like the, you know, the, they'll cause cancer rumors, they won't. Good to know. Yeah. And they really, I mean, they honestly are magically everyone I turn on to them. It's just like, how did I not know about that magic eraser before? Um, but yeah, the people our our friends over at Lifehacker really like them for cleaning like scuffs and marks. Like, you know, you get dirt marks or pen marks or, I don't know, Chinese food marks on, um, particularly happens obviously on lighter colored um, laptops, which, you know, now most of them are the, the sort of white, uh, the white laptop the white. is really out of style now. It's mostly silvery. It's mostly that. I have silvery. a feeling rose gold will come to the laptop at some point, but Ooh, I, I have a scuff. I hope so. I hope so too. I'm getting rose gold everything. Yeah. Um, rose gold? 
I have a yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have a scuff on my computer, and I'm gonna try to fix it with okay the magic foam. Good. When yeah. I, let me know how. Let me know, take before and after pictures for me. Okay. Yeah. Have you cleaned your computer ever? Um. Yes. Well, this is. I mean, I already told you guys I'm a disgusting person who pops strangers' earbuds into my ears. So I'm comfortable telling you. I had a MacBook Pro for two years, and I didn't clean it. I sort of became... I was working from home at the time, so no one really saw how gross my computer was, and I I just got used to it. Um, And I brought it to to the Apple store because it stopped working, and uh, the dirt hadn't caused the malfunction, but the man who was helping me was just really trying to hide the disgust on his face and not succeeding and he cleaned it for me and he taught me about the microfiber and cloth. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, okay, like, this is what you need to do. You need some help here. So now I do. Now I keep my computer in like a respectable, at a respectable level, but it took some time to learn. Yeah. It's a, it took a public shaming. <laughs> <Yeah. for you. laughs> it was funny. I wrote, um, I wrote a column for Deadspin earlier this year about, clean, you know, how to clean your laptop. Mm. Um, and the stories in the comic, cause we have great, we're, we're, I mean, I guess it's a double edged sword. I consider it a blessing. Uh, we have very, a, a very active commenter community at our, mm-hmm. at Gawker media. And, um, the comments on the column were great. Cause it was a lot of people who had worked in like tech repair, um, either in house at you know large companies or at actual you know repair shops and so they started t- telling like sw- it was great too because they were swapping horror stories like old old war buddies yeah. <laughs> um but they started talking about like the grossest computers that have ever come in and like you know I, I, the recurring theme was just a lot of times people bringing computers in and saying this doesn't work and the problem was is that the keyboard was so gummed up and filthy that the whole and that I know things yeah. had seeped into the into the innards <laughs> of the computer that it like was malfunctioning because, you know, the that person's iced coffee habit had just gone unchecked and was like, <laughs> you know, it's really gross. Yeah, I think I think in so you're the not alone. Grand scheme of things, mine was run of the mill, dirty. There was no like human viscera lodged inside, but yeah, yeah, <laughs> except your own personal dander. Oh yeah, right. my dander is probably all over the place. Um, yeah <laughs> i i'm glad i learned this is turning out to be such an information packed episode <laughs> both on a useful uh universal tech level and on a kind of getting to know kate and jolie a little bit better <laughs> level also <laughs> and i can see jack through the window in mission control just like nodding and laughing and when was the last time you cleaned your phone jack I kind of just wanted to leave that silence in there. <laughs> just lie, Jack. Mm, yeah. yeah. Do you I, want me to? Do you want no, me to I'll take... be honest. Never. Oh, Jack. Yeah, never. I respect. There that. you go. Yeah, and, and you were at Bonnaroo for four days. Imagine oh, where Lord, your I've phone been, was been down there. All kinds of places. <laughs> but Jack, you you engineer ask a clean person every Wednesday. Doesn't it inspire you? Joe, I make my bed. Do you every really? day, and I clean my sheets like you know. All right, I'll once take every that. other week. So okay, I'll take that any day over cleaning your phone. There you go. Thank you. I'm happy that you're laundering your sheet. I'm thrilled that you're making your bed. <laughs> you know how I feel about bed making. I do. Yeah. The interesting thing, though, that I'm wondering about with Jack is that your technology is a part of your job, though. It's a part of your tools and your skill set. But we think about it as being 
just so everyday and ordinary, maybe. Like, if you were a chef, you'd be cleaning and sharpening your knives, you know, every day. I mean, we could get into, like, how disgusting shared DJ equipment gets at these <laughs> sweaty, gross bars and clubs. I mean, yeah. Do you share earbuds? <laughs> They're not earbuds. They're like headphones, but, I mean, yeah. It's a rabbit hole of anxiety, I think, Jack, I'll fall just, into. Just start bringing those, those uh, alcohol wipes, because you can wipe yeah. the headphones... You know, even the foam ones, like the bows, like the big ones, you can yep. wipe those off with the um, the alcohol wipes. And at least it's going to just get someone's sweat off. Oh, yeah. I yeah. Think, I think when the show's over, you should send new Declan down to the CVS to get a case of those. <laughs> I want some. I want you to leave some in the studio because I want to wipe these headphones off. I'm going to order those right now. Thank you. <laughs> well... We are just about out of time, and I really want to thank Jolie Kerr, our clean person from Heritage Radio and from Deadspin, to come in and, and talk about just some really basic things about keeping your tech clean. It's important, right? Yeah, sure thing. It's going to, I mean, it's going to help you be healthier and cleaner, and it's going to help to uh, lengthen the lifespan of your technology. Oh, yeah. that's important. Yeah, I mean, it's caring. It's caring for your things. Exactly. In the same way that you talked about cleaning your knives and taking care of your knives. These are expensive things. Make them last longer by taking good care of them. And I also want to thank Kate for coming out and sharing her two cents and some personal stories about her experiences with her tech. No problem. I'm hoping that sharing my tale will um, possibly prevent someone from getting publicly shamed at the Apple store. So. <laughs> You should. I really like the idea of uh, you two doing the sort of stealth who has the dirtiest computer at the office thing and grab them and maybe do like a January episode where you do a tech cleanup makeover on somebody. Ooh, right? I'm thinking of that What Not to Wear show where somebody <laughs> nominates somebody that they think dresses really badly and then they stalk them secretly with a camera and then kind of ambush them and say, you do not have your shit together. Look how bad you look. We're going to fix you up right now and you're going to get a makeover. Do sort of the tech uh, office equivalent of that. Oh, as I a, like that. As a January, yeah. start the new year Messiest fresh and clean. Desk. Yeah, we could try that. Yeah. I, I hope. The person, whoever we find, is uh, not me and okay with it. Well, you have time to clean up. Yeah, that's true. You also want to get it together because they might not let you get the rose gold Mac at the yeah. store if you're on a list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, and mostly I want to thank all of you for listening. If you enjoyed this show, go to heritageradionetwork.org. We have thousands more like it. And if you really loved it, Click the beating heart button and donate now. We are a member-supported radio. We are a not-for-profit 501c3 charity, which means we need people like you to make the radio happen. So, you know, what'd you spend on a coffee today that you spilled a little bit on your keyboard? Like seven bucks? Send that our way. We'll make more radio. I'm Jennifer Laizzi. This is Tech Bytes. Thanks for listening to this program on heritageradionetwork.org. You can find all of our archived programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at heritage underscore radio. You can email us with questions anytime at info at heritageradionetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a 501c3 nonprofit. 
To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening. 